I want to tell you how much we really love God's Word. And every time I see that fear, it doesn't do something in your heart when there's something wrong with you, God. When I see something like that, maybe it draws me, it can get closer to this world. I want you to know I've not arrived yet, amen? Which is a good thing. And none of us have arrived yet to know God's Word. We may go have a lot of church and a lot of religion, but we don't have near enough God's Word, amen? And to be days we're going to be a church on the moon. We need to know the Word of God, amen? And we all agree, amen? Come on, guys. That's why we're where we're at today. We want to be simply about, amen, about nothing. We need God's Word. But we look at the hall today, y'all tore it up. Amen? That's what I'm saying today. We're so, we're so busy with stuff that attacks us from the outside that we're not excited about the Word of God. I love the fish and I love the hunt and I love to my hobbies. But sometimes I think we lose the love, our first love. And that's the Jesus Christ, amen? And we need to make sure as a church body, if we're going to be a church on the move, we first got to have that first love. You be excited about God's Word. You be excited about what God's doing in your life and your family. And do not apologize for it. Amen? I could care less what people think about me and my preaching and our ministry here. As long as we're in love with the Word and the church on the move and preaching Jesus. Amen? That's all that matters. Is my family, your family, your life is being changed by the Word of God. And that's what we're really going to be looking at, is it, is it being changed by the Word of God. So let's stand this morning as we read Acts chapter 8. Are we really a church on the move this morning? A church that's on the move is a church that's spreading the Word of God. Not only on Sunday mornings, but on your jobs, at your plumbing business, at your carpenter business, at your salon, at the school we attend. Do they know that we're a church on the move? And on the move is what I mean is, is, is God takes ordinary people and through His Holy Spirit, His presence, and does extraordinary things through them by the use of His Word. Just ordinary people, everyday working people, God wants to use to be on the move this morning. Amen. Just ordinary churches, just pleasant hills, nothing fancy. I got the bright shirt on today. I don't wear a suit and tie. I, I won't wear a suit and tie. I want to be myself and be born for God. Amen. That's, God, that's what God's calling you to be today. For God this morning. Look what he says in, verse, in Acts chapter 8, verse 26. Philip, just a little background on this. Philip was uh, chosen as one of the deacons. And then in Acts chapter 6, and then in Acts chapter 8, in Acts chapter 8, he uh, started ushering in a revival. God used to usher in a revival through his preaching and what God did to him. And now, in Acts chapter 8, God is sending him somewhere to, to, to uh, witness to this Ethiopian out in the middle of nowhere, out in the desert, a place called Gaza. And I, lo- I love this story here. In starting verse 26, it says, And now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south. Along the road which goes from Jerusalem to Gaza, this is desert. And he answered and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of Ethiopians, who had charged all of her treasury, had come to Jerusalem to worship. Amen. And it's amazing when I was reading this, this man here doesn't know Jesus, but he's going to Jerusalem to worship. 
And it just amazes me that God was drawing him to worship. He hadn't received Christ as his Savior. He, he, he had not been filled or dwelt with the Holy Spirit at all yet. But he still was going on the way to worship. It's got to start somewhere, amen? That's why it's so important for us to invite our friends, our friends that don't know Jesus, our friends that hadn't been to church in years. That's what church is for. A lot of churches say, well, we don't want this kind in our church. I believe it, I hear it in the past. I heard a preacher just coming here just two weeks ago about an old church that he used to be his home church where he grew up in. And his church is doing really well right now. Really growing. I mean, the fire of God is in their church. And, and one of the persons in his own church said, well, we can fill the building too if we just invite, if we got just anybody. Where is the church at today? That's who the gospel is for, is everybody. Amen? There's a lot of hurt and lost, hurting people out there. And that's what the gospel, Jesus has changed everybody's life. And so as he went on, it says in verse 28, it says, As they went to worship and they were returning and sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the Spirit said to Philip, Go near and take, overtake this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, Do you understand what you're reading? And he said, How can I unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him in the place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter as a lamb before the spear is silent. So he opened not his mouth. In humiliation, his justice was taken away, and he would declare his generation for his life taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, who does this prophet? Who, who is this prophet? Is basically what he's saying. Himself? Or so the man. Then Philip opened his mouth at the beginning of Scripture, and I love this. He preached me. He preached Jesus. He didn't preach Baptist. He didn't preach denomination. He preached Jesus. Amen. That's what we're here today for. We're here to sing about Jesus. Amen. We're here to read about Jesus, preach about Jesus, teach about Jesus. That's that's why we're here. Is to lift up the name of Jesus. Now look what happened when he preached Jesus to him. It says, now as they went down, it says, he preached Jesus to him. Now as they went down to the road and they came to some water, and the eunuch said, see, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Now they had talked about baptism between these two verses. Okay? They've already talked a little bit about water baptism. And Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still, and both Philip and the eunuch went down to the water, and he baptized him. And now when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord tossed Philip away, so the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. Amen. Heavenly Father, I pray today that we can leave here, leave this service rejoicing, and, and Lord, just the joy of our salvation. So many times the Spirit needs to remind us to have the joy of our salvation. While we walk, while we talk, while we're in a relationship with Jesus Christ is because of salvation. And Lord, I pray that this will be a church on the move that when we're outside these walls on Sunday morning, the church is really out in this community and, and in this world that you'd be a church on the move. But we'd listen to your spirit. We'd have ears to know when your spirit is guiding us to someone. Lord, when you're opening doors and giving us divine opportunities to be able to share Jesus. But Lord, I pray that you give us a spirit to be able to respond, not only to hear your spirit, but to respond when you speak 
Lord, I pray today for someone in this service that needs to respond to the convictions of your Holy Spirit, Lord. I pray that you would make that known. Lord, we, we invite you to come to our church, to church today, and to be a part and speak to us, Lord. Open and reveal you want to us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Back in the book of Acts, the disciples wasn't known for casual Christianity. They were known for following Jesus Christ. And wherever they went, this is, this is the difference in being in a church and being a man and woman of God and being used of God. It depends on how obedient we are to Jesus Christ. Amen? These guys didn't think of Christ in the church as casuality. They, they didn't just casually associate with them. When you asked, are you a Christ follower? Philip said, hey man, I'm here. <laughs> I know Jesus. I remember when I was saved back in so-and-so years, this place, in this church, or in here. I know exact moment Christ came in my heart. Amen. I'm not apologizing. I'm a Christ follower. That's what his disciples did back in these days. Now, God used this in the book of Acts. Now, along came with that in the book of Acts, when that happened, came to persecution. And the Bible says in Acts chapter 8 that, that the Word of God was spread like seed all over the area because people were scared. And so they would run and hide from the Romans, from the ones that were coming to attack them because they were Christians, because they were preaching Jesus. But see, they thought they were chasing down. And, and Paul, back then his name was Saul, or Tarsus, thought he was going to kill every Christian. If I could do away with God's Word and wipe out the name of Jesus and the name of a Christian, we will not have that. But what Paul didn't know through the power of the Holy Spirit was God was spreading the gospel like fire. Wherever they went, people were being touched and being changed by the name of Jesus. And now when we get to this verse right here, I love this. They faced trials and persecution, but they experienced unimaginable joy as they, as they advanced the kingdom of God. When's the last time you've been persecuted for your relationship with Jesus Christ? I'm not even talking about church. I'm talking about a relationship. When's the last time you were told not to read your word? When's the last time you had to sneak your Bible out and get a little pen light in the middle of the night and read God's word just to get to, to, just to get some of God's word in you? Guys, we got Bibles laying on our counters with dust on them. And these Christians that I just showed you, and, and they, I can't imagine, if, man, if every church would fall in love with God's Word, including me, amen, would fall in love with God's Word the way these Christians are, this county would be set on fire by the Word called, and a man called Jesus Christ. Lives would be changed, things would happen, time would go down, there would be fathers, there would be fathers, there would be parents, there would be parents, and God, God, there would be churches, there would be churches today, amen? Instead of just places of gathering, there would be healing, there would be people moved by the Spirit, there would be people saying, hey, he changed my life, Randy, instead of just coming and hold home, hold home, and that's what churches do, they don't worship, they hold home. Do we really understand Jesus is in the business today of changing lives? And God is calling us as a church body today to be a church on the move of telling people of what God is doing in your life. If you can't tell them what God's doing, there's something wrong. Well, he's not moving in my life, Brother George. There's some people can't, all they can do is go back and, and, and listen, salvation is the greatest thing. They can go back, we can go to testimonies and I would just love
to go through the churches here in Garland County. We just have testimony started. Well, yeah, a lot of people would stand up and say, I remember back in 43, you saved my soul. Does that make you all your point? Let's move on up. 63 when he saved me. Amen. 1972, I remember I was saved at church. 1988, I remember giving my heart to Jesus to my pastor when, he, when I walked the aisle at a church. I remember being in a youth gathering. A winter jam in 2012 and give my heart to Jesus. Wherever it was, whatever venue uh, it was, the Holy Spirit was there. I would love to just hear, and, and we would hear that. But today in the church, that's all we hear of what Jesus Christ did for us. But what is He continually doing through us today? Amen? What is Jesus doing for you since your salvation experience? How much of Jesus are you experiencing? Are you sitting working in your life? Is He giving you joy? Amen? I mean, come on, guys. Help me out here. If we're going to be saved, we should have a little joy about it when we come into God's house to worship. I'm sorry. I, I'm tired of all these dead Baptists. He's all George Vincent emotional, running around, hollering. He's full of emotions. Oh, praise God. I'm full of the Spirit this morning, and we need more of that in our church body today. I'm tired of the dead churches calling us emotional and excited. I, I, I love to be emotionally excited for Jesus. Amen? Because when we get to heaven one day, all the dead ones, if they make it are going to answer, why was you not excited? Your neighbor lived next to you for 40 years died. And you never, never told him anything about you. That co-worker you retired with on the job for 44 years. See what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with being excited. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And we need to be a church that's not ashamed of what God is doing in our church body. Amen? And what He's doing in families in our church and how their lives are being changed. You see, that's the good news. That's why it's called the good news. Now, yeah, I get a little excited. I get a little excited. I get do all that. You say, well, I, I just uh, You don't have to be like me, friend. That's the way God expresses the gospel through me. I'm a bitch and I'm loud. This is the loud. God can use a preacher that stands behind the pulpit and is quiet and calm. He can use it. It's all about your heart. Amen. Can y'all hear me in the back? It's all about our heart. This is the way You even like me? Amen. But I love preaching. Listen, because I told God. When you call me, Lord, I want to be more than just a, a talker. If I'm going to preach Jesus and things that Tim crucified, and how he can make a change in people's lives, Lord, we can't do it in a nonchalant, casualty way. Take me if you want. If you don't want to, that's okay. Let me know when you get ready to accept him. Sometimes you need to say, hey, Paul said... Paul, Paul would preach to King Agrippa and said, What percentage am I to be a Christian? Why don't you accept him right now, King Agrippa? Today is the day. 
but so many of us turn and we walk away. We walk away from the conviction of God. How many times does God give us second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, thousands of chances? He's a God. He's more than a God. Him for second chances. He's more than that today. He has called us, church. This is from my heart. He has called this church to be on a move for Him to be excited and passionate about your relationship with Jesus Christ. And that just, that just floods into your family. You cannot tell me this morning if you're not passionate about the Word of God and your relationship, and you show that, and if you show that in your family, your family will act different. I got a teenage boy, brother George. You don't hear his mouth. The Holy Spirit will wash that out. Just hang it on. He'll wash your whole family. I think today we need the Holy Spirit to wash many, many of our churches to their dirty. Amen. I know some of y'all sitting on the My friend, you need some of it. That's your problem. If you have that attitude and you're thinking like that today, the devil has got you, my friend. He has got you. Yeah, we need to be passionate. Yes, we need to be excited about our relationship. The hogs come on at once and two hours the hogs are off. I already know some of y'all get the phone for me, you know, man. Shut down. Some of y'all already know when the hogs are like, some of y'all are going to get the score all the way home before you get home. Amen. Do our phone. Oh, for the first week long today. Come on, Siri. What is the score of the Arkansas Razorbacks versus Kentucky? You're gonna be doing that on the way home. But see, that's my point, guys. There's got to be something that the Holy Spirit just jolts loose in our spirit that keeps us from being a casual church. There's something that the Holy Spirit's got to. I mean, he's just got to stomp it out. we got to shake it off. And Jesus is calling us to step up and shake it off. Amen? Remember that story about the mule? Amen? Remember when he did the mule? Every time they threw dirt down the hole on the mule to bury him, he just shook it off and stepped up. They threw a little more dirt on the mule in the hole, he just shook it off and stepped up. Before long, he was able to step up and just walk on and step up. That's what some of us need to do today in our walk with Jesus. You need to step, you need to shake it off and step up. Dad, to this church, shake it off and step up. People throwing fiery darts at me, they're talking about me. They don't like the way I preach the peace. They don't like the way we sing. They don't. Step up and shake it off. Amen. You better get ready to expect if you're going to be a church on the move that people and the devil is going to attack. Amen. I'm not going to tell you because you get saved and you get, a, and you, and you get baptized and you get into Pleasant Hill Church that, oh, you're going to be picking little roses and throwing leaves. It's like a wedding. You're just going to pass. It's not going to be like that. The devil is seeking who he may devour. He's like a roaring lion seeking the devil doesn't mind us sitting in here today. He doesn't mind you singing these songs. He don't mind me preaching loud and stomping the ground and running around. He doesn't mind that. But when we start getting serious, 
taking the word of God serious and Jesus, my relationship serious. The devil says, I've got to come work and come to your church. i got to start that thing up a little bit. I've got to get them to start thinking about themselves and not the man that died on the cross for them. Amen? And that's how he'll come into this church on this great move of God. He'll come into this church and he'll start thinking, I'm not getting what I deserve down at that church house. He'll do it every time. The reason you don't come back to the church, he puts everything. He moves it from the conviction of the Holy Spirit of what you need to change in your life. And the, and the devil moves it and says, it's all about you, honey, baby. Amen? He starts thinking about you and what you're not getting. And, oh, my marriage is off. He's not treating me right. He's not doing this. My kids, they don't mind. They're just, oh, they're doing this. They've been made this home. My job, I tell you, before long, you're a negative bitch. Daddy, if you're here, I'm sorry. You know? You're negative tone, negative deal, negative calm. Negative calm. Negative deal. Negative choice. Don't think preachers don't get negative. They do. They don't. They do. Nothing like having a supporting captain's wife. A church on the move. Amen? That's what we need to be. A church on the move. A move, move, move. A church that's moving. We're not a monument. We're a movement. Amen? A movement of the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's too many churches acting like museums. they got to blow the dust off and say, Well, back in 1944, they were this place. It really saddens my heart. I hear it a lot, and I'm hearing more and more and more of this. Talking to churches that have only six people. We're talking to church where well, I can have six or eight people on Sunday morning. And they used to say, God, he used to be full of you know, ministry everywhere. And now, what do you think? How many of y'all heard what I put on last night about church problems? Go, go to my Facebook today and read that. Go to my timeline and read it. See, success through God's eyes, not our eyes, but success through God's eyes in a church don't happen automatically. And we as leaders in the church body can't just sit back and just say, well, yeah, I'm all our church is going to do it. God's using We're a church on the move, but we never move. If we continue to do that and we don't make changes as a church to wonder why we're not growing, listen, we don't need to sit here and ride a dead horse for 15 years wondering why God's not growing us. You won't be long as I'm your pastor, maybe somebody else. But long as I'm the pastor, we're not going to sit here for years and years and wondering why there's no move of God and what are we doing and let the devil just cave in our church. Because when the gospel is going out and preaching, you're living out through relationships, God brings success in his eyes to the church. Now, God's success and my success look a whole lot different. Amen. I started that class downstairs about a year and a half ago in a new class. We called it Connect. And I wanted to use it for some of the new families in our church. Some of y'all that are coming to Sunday stuff, coming at 11 o'clock. And you're coming every Sunday at 11. Amen. I mean, you're dedicated. We love you for that. 
But I'm trying. I told that class to God burden because we got to get more people plugged in to the church. Not just preach late. I love this happening for when I preach. Amen. But that's not ultimately the success that God's looking for. He's looking for your life to be changed so you can make disciples too. Not just keep it. Because all oh, we have so much joy for say, Lord, the Holy Spirit is meaning He touched me today, and who you going to touch this week? This message I'm preaching, this stuff that I'm doing, this sovereign sweating I'm doing, don't do it in vain. It's to touch somebody else. It's for you to go out of here and say, wow, the Holy Spirit really got a hold of me today. This is what I need to do. This is who I need to take. Let me tell you what Jesus is doing to you. Amen. So I started that class on to get the new families connected. Well, it's unique. we got a lot of new families, and they were telling me that everybody's here, but the class is growing. Then all of a sudden, Dad comes up to me and says, what are you doing about What do you think about Can some of us teach? And I said, yeah, some of us can teach. Who's got mine? He goes, hey. Yeah, I mean, it's like, and it's just one. I love to see where two or three gather together in my name. That's when it really gets to me. Amen. One sometimes is an outcome. But while we're two or three are getting together in his name, he says, I'll be in the midst of his great work. It wasn't what he was ever ready to He says, make a comment about teaching. And then a few weeks later, maybe a month later, you know, here's Ryan. And I love Ryan. Man, when he and Wendy joined the church, first thing they said, George, is there anything I can do to help this church? I said, Wow, oh, thank you, Jesus! We got a glorified, motivated Baptist! Amen. We didn't get a dead one. He said, Whatever I can do, we can do to help this church. That's what God called us to do. Let me let you know, most guys. That's what the calling is when everybody's sitting in the chair here today. That's not just for Ryan, that's for the church call. It's only Ryan wanted to teach. And then lo and behold, God puts one up and go on. And then Ronnie, Ronnie taught two Sunday people to teach. See how God's on the move? But we got to make ourselves available. And so I could have very well said to him as a pastor, God, that's my class. Stay out of it. Because that's what a lot of churches do. This is our church. Stay out of it. We know how to do it. And I could have very well said, no, we're going to keep no sin. We're going to keep this later. I'm teaching this class. We're going to go to this. But it didn't take me very long for nothing. My idea was to do the job now. And so then I got Chad, and then I got Randy, and then we got Ryan, and then we got... Uh, he's still a member of Ronnie. And now they're on a rotating schedule down there teaching, bringing forth God's word, making disciples. This is what the church is all about. It's about growing up in Christ. Man, you can suck that bottle so long. Hey, man, sometimes you got to get your own faith. Your own faith. You walk it out. Amen. God's looking for a movement in church, not a monument. Here's what's so good about here's what's so good about Philip. Look at verse 26 again. In verse 26 it says, And now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south, 
along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza to Gaza. Now, as I was reading this, I'm going, Philip really has the ear to hear the Spirit. Because he's in the midst of a revival himself. Look over, look over in, in Acts chapter 8. Starting in verse 3. Look where Philip said before. This is just, this, the angel come and told him to go down to Gaza to a desert. Didn't know the details. Who was there? God knows I saw it. be hard for me to leave when I'm having a revival and souls are being saved. Spirits are being cast out. People are being healed. I don't go to the desert by myself. And then, I want to say right here, but Philip was a man that followed the Holy Spirit. And this one it takes to be a church on the move. We've got to be full of faith. Look what it says right there in verse 3 before he went to the desert. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached the city, the city of Samaria. And he preached to Jesus to it. I love that. He preached Jesus. Isn't that amazing? How God can grow a church by preaching Jesus. People ask me sometimes, aren't you for me? How does that heal grow? Like, God bless them. I said, it's not me. I got two Jesus followers in here. It's about Jesus. Just preach Jesus. Me and Rick, can I use that story or not? Maybe I'm just having a lot of opportunities in that right now. I got a pass around a Jeep that looks like a dog been walking for a month. I mean, but he come over and we was talking. He said, Brother George, I just got a question. I don't know. I, I feel like sometimes I'm selling our church. If I tell them about this program and this program and we have a meeting and we have a meeting we do this. And I said, Mr. Randy, you don't have to sell our church. All you do is say, you need to come visit our church. They preach Jesus down there. He's changed my life, my family. You need to come see for yourself. God will do the rest. Amen. Just preach Jesus. That's all you got to do. And so, he preached Jesus. And look what happened when he preached Jesus. This would be an amazing growth strategy for a bunch of Baptist churches. They preached Jesus to them. And the multitudes, with one accord, heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles he did. That's Jesus. Friends, that's not a nomination. That's Jesus. He can be your Jehovah. We need to tell a, a lost and dying world about Jesus. We need to tell families that are hurting about Jesus. How he said, how do I do that, George? How did he change your life first? And if he hadn't changed your life, you can't tell it to somebody that you need to be with Jesus today. And then, if you can't tell somebody what Christ has done for you, there's something wrong. We have no problem talking about ball and hunting and fishing. But what has Jesus Salvation should be the greatest. If we should want to tell someone about salvation experience, the greatest, most incredible thing we ever experienced. Amen? I mean, we do it when we go to restaurants. I told Melvin this morning, I said, Melvin, last night I said, Melvin, what is the name of that restaurant we go up on seven and eat at? I drink in the strawberries. He said, Home Place? I said, that's it. I love Home Place. And the reason I love Home Place is they, man, after I get to eat by the way, I am on a diet. Amen? Lay it on me. Mm. I am. I, I'm on the day of the family on a Friday. You can't tell it yet, but you wait. 
God works in the city of pleasure. Amen. When we go up to this restaurant, that's what we eat. I love getting clean fruits and shrimp and baked potato and all my God. It's falling off. But I love that stuff. But the most that I love is at the end, we order this thing. I don't know why they call it. It has nothing to do with it. They got this great, great pie called the Popham Pie. How many of y'all ever eat it? Nancy, you've had it? You make it? So, okay, then it is alive in you. Then, man, you don't need popcorn. Okay. It's good anyway. I don't know what's in it, but that thing is about that thick of whipped cream. Got this shaved chocolate on top. It's got chocolate in the center with chips and caramel and, oh, it's just dripping and oozing off the side. And you know what we do first? Before I ever take a bite, I'll get my cell phone out and I'll go, click, click. I got to see this to tell all the boys at church. This is so, this is incredible, baby. This is good. You're missing out. And I'll look some pics on Facebook, look through them pics. Why? Because that piece of pie was good. It was incredible. And we can't wait to share it with somebody else. Meaning what a movement of God would happen in the church if Jesus would be our pie. Amen. If Jesus Christ would become our pie, and we can't wait, man, you gotta see this. You gotta see this man that has changed my life. You gotta see this man that heal my family. You gotta see this man right here to give me hope when I didn't have no hope. You gotta see this man that healed me when I was sick. When I was his name, Jesus. It's Jesus. See the church on the moon. About Jesus, but also they need to be full of the Spirit. Let me show you why. Philip, before he started all this, I know guys, it doesn't matter about it. No way to hold this. Just bear with me. He's coming to a church on the move, it's full of the Spirit, but look over. This is where it started. Flip over a couple more chapters in your Bible to Acts chapter 6. Here's why God used Here's why people, Philip was in a church that was on the move. Here's why people were being saved, lives changed by Jesus. It's because of this one thing, man. The church has got to have it. Church, we've got to have it. It's called full of the Spirit. If you want to make an impact, be full of the Spirit. Look what it says in verse 3 of chapter 6. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit, and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to ministry of the Word. And the same pleased the whole multitude in the church. And they chose Stephen, here he goes, a man full of faith and full of the Holy Spirit. There he is right there. That's why, that's why God used it. Listen, when God wants a job done, and he wants to see a job done in church, he goes out and looks for somebody that's full of the Spirit. You say, well, what does full of the Spirit mean, Brother George? Controlled by God. Before he takes stuff, sees stuff, looks at stuff, he runs it through God's work. Is this good for my family? Is this good for me? Will this hurt me? Will this affect me? Is the devil hiding in this? Full of the Spirit. A person who is God-controlled, yielded to the Holy Spirit. How many of y'all believe in the Holy Spirit? 
If you don't, number one, you're not saved. Number two, God's not using you. The devil knows there's a Holy Spirit. The devil knows there's a Jesus. A person who is God's control, filled with the Holy Spirit, a person who leads people. If you're full of the Holy Spirit, you're going to lead somebody to God. Now, let me, I, I'm not making nobody feel bad. But this is where we've got to allow God to make changes. When's the last time you led somebody to Christ? Well, they know I'm a Christian. That's not what God called us to be. It's just Christians. Yeah, we're saved and going to heaven, but He said, Go. When's the last time you talked to your friends about a family member? How about a workman? What's with them for you? What's that kind of the reason is that you guys, the reason the world don't want none of our time is what they do. It's all about us. It's all about big buildings, how much coffee we have. What kind of clicks can we have in the church body? That's why nobody wants to die. Amen? Come on, church. When you get the power right, when you get the recipe right, it's good. There used to be a lady down at church out there passing that talk. Uh, Miss Holden made a few things. She made a plain that's great strawberry pie. I tried to make that thing and have me and yell but it didn't taste like her. And the reason why is I didn't go to her and ask her exactly what she did. We tried to taste it to see what it we cannot compensate other churches and get the Holy Spirit. We've got to be obedient and the Holy Spirit will come down on us. Amen? All we got to do is be real and God will come down. He was full of the Spirit. That means be, Ephesians 5, 8 says, Be not drunk with wine, but be ye filled, filled with the Spirit. Oh, I can't go to I got that when I got saved. Yes, you did. You got indwelt with the Spirit, but my friend, you take one on it and you How many of y'all spiritual tanks ever get on me? I don't know about y'all, but when my tank gets on me, I start coughing and sputtering and puffing and I bark all kinds of bad stuff. So when my spiritual tank is filled up and the joy of the Lord is my strength, I feel like super. Amen. And being filled with the Spirit is, I brought to you today, it's like a glove. Anybody see a glove? They are new. What are you trying to tell you? Put it on work? Bless him Lord in the name of Jesus. You got to have fun with her. Now these gloves are sitting there and I say, gloves, shake hands and raise his hands. They're not doing nothing. Hey, shake your hand. You know, that's what the church looks like. The Holy Spirit and God speaks to the church. And that's what we look like as a couple. The church today looks like a couple of empty gloves. The Holy Spirit, God is calling down and saying, I can empower you. I can change your church into a movement that will just reach. West and Lake Hilton. The Holy Spirit of God will fall in that place. People will be saved. Move, gloves. 
all of a sudden they become the hands of Jesus. And they start going and doing and biting and poking and prodding. They just go on a move. Jesus is moving and starts come on. Amen. He's only been here three times in the preaching But Larry, he's on the move. We need to encourage each other with these gloves. Amen. We need to talk about Jesus and what he's doing. But church, we need to talk about what he's doing. I got to Come on, y'all. Let's feel these gloves today. What is God calling you? Maybe he's saying, well, he's not been calling. He's been calling, but he's been calling to the music world. He didn't need to run a man wherever he is. See, let's not be a church. God's got, there's plenty of churches out there today. Worship may look like you. But it takes time to be filled. And that's the spirit that needs to be filled what I need to do today, Lord, Lord, pray, say, Holy Spirit, this week, show me, give me ears, give me eyes, to listen to your spirit, but Lord, help me respond. Help me respond no matter what is in front of me. It may only be a little step of faith, but do it. Because behold, I stand at the door of you. Other doors will be opened up in this church. Then we step through the doors that God's given us right now. And these loves won't step through. Amen. Great things y'all come. Sorry, guys. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to preach for me. Now. But I believe God wanted us to hear this message today. This word of God for our lives. Amen. God can use pleasant hill. And any weapon that we're willing to go with. Amen? Believe me. I'm tired of being around the people that say, Wow, we're pleasant here. He can't do that. Devil, please come. Anything is possible. I can do all things in Christ through Jesus that strengthens me. You come off any drugs, you come off of any dope, alcohol, anything in your life, you can take care of it, but you got to first step forward. Amen? you got to step out this way. Maybe there's some of y'all that God's calling to be more committed. Not just in church, it's like maybe just in your own personal. How many times do you pray God a week? How many times did you read? This word on your own is with one of them not to Is this how we feel about the Lord? Like your wife? Oh, I love my wife to the Lord. Jesus Christ died to his life too. He did his life for us. So we can do it. Heavenly Father, we love you this morning. We all see Heavenly Father, just come. Come down in this service this morning. Help us be a church on the moon, Lord. 